eyes down and walk away. I am in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. There's three whole kids in this pool and they happen to be around here screaming. If you want to tamper with your career in this way, that's up to you and your broker, who I know, by the way, and probably wouldn't be okay with this strategy. The main thing that people forget is these cracks happen for one reason and one reason only. Since Jeremy passed away two years ago, I've really been thinking about the things that I'm really passionate about, houselessness, LGBTQ plus initiatives. It is my job, my license, my life, my career, my everything, if I do not disclose that, but I knew it. And so here was the cool part. We did the sunset part, we came back, and then... Um, Hold on. There are some small children, like, murdering themselves in the background or something? Moms have gotten involved. <laughs> the water crashing on the beach behind you is just so relaxing. The kids screaming has been just delightful. Delightful. Dad's ready. He's like, I'm, this is it. It's an infinity pool and he is thinking like to infinity and beyond her ass. Welcome to the Moxie and Jana show. I mean, we are spilling some real tea up in her, okay? So we have aptly named our little show, Spilling Real Tea with Jana and Moxie. Get it? Tune in and listen to us share all our crazy, wildly unbelievable crap that we see, do, and navigate in the insane world of real estate. And we're talking everything. We got it all, y'all. Straight out of Casey, and we spilling it. Well, well, well. Hello, hello. You look like you are getting quite the nice little tan going on there. Where are you at, I, Moxie? I'm working on it. I am in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. And that's the beach. So you know how when some people do like Zooms or calls or whatever, they have this fake. <laughs> that's their background, yeah. fake. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Nah, nah, this is real. And all the little this is kids, legit, legit. Like, there's three whole kids in this pool and they happen to be around here screaming. So y'all are just going to have to deal whatever. Okay. Hey, this is real life, man. Real sure. life. What right I want to tell him is yeah. shut up for 25 minutes. Shut the fuck but, up. You know, yeah, you can't please. do that. It's rude. Stuff. <laughs> you just like slip them a little bit of whiskey, you know? Yeah. On their gums. Nobody That's what they say. Bad. Yeah, no, just stop yelling. Go play somewhere else. Stop. <laughs> <Ugh>. Whatever. <laughs> First world oh, problems. Oh my God. We have quite an interesting story time to do this this go round. And I was kind of thinking I could do mine first and then you do yours because it goes right into our topic of the day. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds good. Got it. There's also, there's also two iguanas behind me. Okay, I just want to say. There is a gigantic one to my right, and he is apparently not the happiest thing in the world. And then there's a little teeny tiny one. He was just on this rock. He's right apparently. Back here. Oh, that's what the no, no, no. Uh, no, that's what the bartender said. He said that he is a jerk, and that there's another one over there that you can like spoon feed. Essentially, you can hand feed that guy. This guy, he's like, no, you just put the fries down and walk away. <laughs> like, okay, got it. You're like. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to get eaten it. today. So yeah, and he's we'll gigantic. Roll with that. And I'm not kidding. Like he is, he is four feet from where I'm sitting right now. So he's just chilling. The other one is on this can rock. We get, like he's a little. Much, yeah, he's much smaller. Can we get a little camera view here? Oh god, of, of what we got going on? Be, okay, just, just 
There's the rock. Yeah, that's okay, how close where, he is. Where is he? So I, I oh, he's, uh, I scared him away. I told oh, okay. him, I told him I was doing Good. a podcast and to go away. And so he, they need to get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. This is, dude, this is, so he's hiding. If he comes out, maybe Kenny will tell me because he's over here just chilling. I took away his, his, uh, he'll just so crawl around along the huge. backside. He's huge. He'll crawl he's along like, the ledge on the backside of your, your uh, little. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, maybe he'll pop up and we'll be able to put him on. But anyways, okay. So you were going to do story time. I know, right? He's, yes. he's scary. He's scary. So start with your story. Let's yes. hear it. Let's hear it. Cause I've not All heard right. it. Let's hear what it is. So my story time has to deal with a seller calling me, asking me to fire their agent and then to hire me. Right? Oh, I mean, you've had one. of the, I'm sure you've had one or two of those for sure. Happen. It's tough yeah. to navigate that super awkward. Yeah. yeah. A little awkward. Yeah. So, so the seller calls me it, this is Saturday morning, been on the market for six months overall. It's not a bad price point for that neighborhood calls me and says, I have been watching your videos. I want to hire you to list my house. And I was like, awesome. Wow. That's cool. Perfect. Let's schedule some time for me to come by and take a look at it. And he goes, well, here's the problem. And you're probably going to realize it when you type in my address. And I was like, okay, what's the problem? (laughs) Are we on the site of like a dump site? Like what's the problem? He goes, well, my house is already listed with someone currently. Okay. Okay. Cool. (laughs) Tell me more. (laughs) And he's like, my house is listed with this agent. She's not doing any marketing. She's not really even giving me any kind of updates on what's going on with my house or who's coming through or feedback or anything. Like my house has been on the market for six months and I don't know what's going on. Six months? Six months. Holy guacamole. Yeah, yeah bro. Deuces. Yeah. Right? Like something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, in this conversation, I'm trying to figure out. Is it really the agent that's having an issue yeah, or is yeah, it yeah, yeah. a you problem? Right. right you know right, what I mean? Like you're yeah. looking for the red flag. Cause it, cause it can be a you problem for sure. It's not 100%. always an agent. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. So I was like, so talk, tell me more what's going on. He's like, well, she's just not doing her job. And I was like, okay, well, did you, I assume when you sat down with them, you talked about expectations, like what you needed, da, 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 all those things. And he's like, well, no, not really. Because you know, she's a professional. She should know how to do her job. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's fair. But, you know, if you have certain expectations, it's always good to communicate those. He's like, no, I'm fine. I, I was very clear up front what I wanted. I'm not getting anything from her. Wow. Okay. Talk to me about the house. What's going on with the house? What is your, you know, how many showings have you had? Do you live in it currently? Like, you know, I'm trying to get the lay of the land. Anyway, we get to the end of this conversation. He tells me all about the house, everything that they've done to date, you know, blah, all the usuals. And I'm like, okay, well, here's the thing. I can't list your house until you have notified your current agent that you want to cancel your listing agreement. Right. Absolutely. And he goes, great. Hang on. He has to notify the current agent. You cannot. He has to notify. Right. Correct. Right. So he's like, so I tell him this, right? I'm like, you have to notify your agent and I would do it in writing, whether it's text or email, but you need to notify the agent that you want to cancel your listing. Uh, Frankly, I can't really talk to you very much about this until that has happened. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, well, great. So here's her phone number. Can you give her a call today? 
And so, I was like, did you listen to anything I just said? <laughs> I was like, mm, no, I'm not. I'm not calling her. You're going to call her. And he's like, well, I'm just thinking that, you know, professional to professional may come off better if you call her. I was no, like, that's legitimately I, can't, I literally not, can't call her. Yeah. Legitimately cannot call her. This isn't don't want to. Also, this is cannot. And in fact, cannot. I shouldn't even be talking to you, but you called me. Well, okay. Right. Right. Yes. So I can take the call because the, yep. the client called me yep. so I can have the conversation and I can sign a listing agreement right now for the date, the one day after their current listing expires. But he doesn't mm-hmm. want to wait like he has a year long agreement and he doesn't want to wait another six months. And I'm like, that's fine. But you have to call and have that conversation. So then he gives me the phone number, asked me to do it. No, can't do that. You have to. He's like, well, I talked to two other agents and they were perfectly fine calling. And I was like, then why are we talking? Whoa. Why are we talking then? And he's like, well, I just didn't like, you know, any of their content and the way that they market, blah, blah, blah. They just, they just didn't seem like they had it together like you do. But they were willing to call the agent that you're currently under contract with. Not okay. I mean, pick your poison. Like, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. That's sketchy, but okay. So then I tell him, I was like, you have to call her. You have to let her know as soon as you've done that, forward me the screenshot of the text message or the email. So I know that it's taken place and then we can have a conversation. He literally sends her an email and copies me on it. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So then the agent calls me and is like, what the fuck? Why are you poaching my client? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) I... I, we have not really talked about anything. He just said he wasn't happy and he wanted to cancel his agreement. I told him he needed to talk to you. This is what he did. Not yeah. me. I didn't tell him to do this. I promise. She's like, well, I'm not going to let his listing go. I'm going to withdraw it instead. And I was like, what? That's a tactic. I know, I mean, but is. come on. But I was like, I, to what end was my question to her? Right. I'm like, to what end? I was like, what are you trying to accomplish? And she's like, well, I'll let you have the listing if you'll give me a 50% referral fee. No. <laughs> no, not doing it. Oh, God. I was like, I'm not going to give you a referral fee. If you want to tamper with your career in this way and just withdraw the listing instead of canceling it, that's up to you and your broker, who I know, by the way, and probably wouldn't be okay with this strategy. But that's a conversation for the two of you to have. Yeah. Now that he has sent that communication to you, though, I am free to talk to him and I will. But I just need you to understand, like, our intent is to list it. If you decide to withdraw, that's your prerogative. We'll go from there. So you keep me posted. So today I got a follow-up email from her broker letting me know that the listing cancellation had been signed, that I'm free to work with this client. They are not going to withdraw the listing. They are actually canceling it and all the best. And I was like, good. There you go. Yeah, that's how it should have been. Not that I want to deal with all that, but at the same time, like, (laughs) yeah, it's not my fault. Anyway, so that's my story time for today. Super awkward conversation. Very fun. Don't know that I'm going to take this seller on. Frankly, his expectations are interesting and his communication style sucks. Oh, great. We'll see. We got to meet first. Well, if nothing else, you got him out of a situation the correct and ethical way. Yes. Even if you don't take yes. the listing on, you still did him a service, which is good of you, regardless if you end up representing him. So good job on you, Jana. I hear you have a very interesting story time. You actually declined a listing. 
So I do did. tell. I did the climbing. <laughs> Hashtag no way. All right. So I had shown this house a couple of houses to these clients. They were referred to me by my precious husband. They ended up kind of circumventing not using me and going behind my back and going directly to they said it was directly the seller. It wasn't, it was an agent. I didn't really care, like whatever. That's what you guys want to do. That's what you want to do. So a couple of years later, I, I, they, but, but here's the thing. They ended up calling me throughout the transaction. Like, Hey Moxie, this is what's happening. Hey Moxie, we have this in inspections. Hey, Can you Moxie. tell me and what I'm to like, do? Oh, I just want to no. ring your neck. And then they went to refi and all of these things came up and refi and it was just horrific. So I knew a boatload about this property. Okay. The reason the refi was horrific was because the inspection report from the appraiser, I have never had an appraiser stop a refi for condition in my career. I'm sure it happens, Ever. but like, okay. So we move forward. They are trying to refi. It doesn't work out. Right. So they end up deciding just to sell. Well, he calls me and he's like, hey, I want you to list our home. And I was like, okay, here's the disclosure. Oh, no, no, I'm not disclosing anything. Oh, ooh, buddy, that's a problem. Because you know why that's a problem? I have to. I have to disclose latent and material defects. And if the appraisal through your refi didn't happen because of a legitimate latent and material defect, it is my job, my license, my life, my career, my everything. If I do not disclose that, but I knew it, I was like, this is no, I'm not doing this. I am not doing this. I will not take this listing. And and, and, and he literally was like, well, I'm not disclosing anything. I said, great, don't disclose anything. That's your prerogative. I'm out, skis. I'm out. I'm not taking it. Okay, so they go and they list it, and it gets listed. They go through this whole long process, whatever. It takes them forever. They ended up selling it to a cash buyer that didn't do inspections because they were tearing down the house anyways, so perfect buyer for them. Well, then... I come across the listing agent and I called him one day because I was actually showing one of his listings and I was like, Hey, listing agent, you remember this house on XYZ? And he was like, yeah, 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 I do. And I was like, they wouldn't do a disclosure, would they? And he's like, no, they wouldn't do one. And I was like, do you want to know anything about that property? Because I know more than you and you should have disclosed stuff. He's like, I don't want to know anything. <laughs> I was like, great like, answer. I won't tell you a single thing. I promise. I'm not going to say another word. Because honestly, the stuff that was known was, I mean, thankfully they, they sold it to someone that was literally tearing the house down. So it didn't end up mattering. Yeah. They just wanted the acreage, but the stuff that was known, unbelievable, like, what? like the entire septic system needed to be replaced. There were broken and shattered lateral lines throughout. They, there was mud and dirt getting into the basement somehow. Yep. I'm sorry. These are appraisal issues, severe, severe appraisal. And they were not, they cleaned up all the dirt. They, they, I don't know what they did with the septic because I was out of it, but they ended up, yeah, they weren't going to disclose anything that they knew about that home and they'd owned it for long enough. They knew enough about it. So yeah, I, uh, I do start a whole listing because I had a client that wanted me to lie for him and I, I wasn't willing to do it, but he also ended up being a pretty shady person. And like, I don't know there, he's done a lot of really illegal things. It'll catch up to him. Yeah. Clearly was comfortable doing that. So, I mean, and hashtag I'm not, no, absolutely. You, you're, yeah. 
$220,000 house does not matter enough to me, buddy. I'm sorry, not sorry. So anyways, yeah, definitely disclosed. <laughs> well, it's funny. I tell my sellers all the time, like, this is your get out of lawsuit free card. Absolutely. Put every freaking thing you can possibly think of in this damn seller's disclosure, even if you fixed it 25 years ago. Yeah. Who put it in there? Put it in there. Because then they can never, ever, ever come back on you, ever. Nope. Yeah. Mm -mm. So. Yeah. Anyways. I think a lot of people think these seller's disclosures are tattletailing on themselves. And it's like, no, 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 this is legitimately you're saving yourself. You're keeping your butt yeah. out of court. Yeah. Yeah. For the most and, part. And I you mean, know, it was interesting because the foundation issue, whatever that foundation issue was, I feel like I've seen it in other properties and I, I feel like it's actually not that big of a deal. So from what I understand, they, they have these foundations and then they older homes. Okay. Much, much, much older homes. So they, they have essentially like a dirt floor basement, a completely dirt yep. basement on one side that's typically underneath a porch. And then they put the walls up, but they never finish the floor. And because of that, a lot of dirt ends up accumulating. Well, then they'll sometimes put up these small kind of barrier walls that, you know, the dirt's there. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Sometimes those barrier walls will break and that dirt then comes into everything. Well, that's when it becomes an issue. If it's purposeful and it's stopped and it's where it needs to be, usually it's fine. It's when those barrier walls break and bring that dirt into the normal living space in a basement, which normally isn't normal living spaces in 1900 homes, but that's where the issues really become problems. So, you know, mm -hmm. foundations, girl, mm. girl. Well, I know we have a lot of issues with foundations in our, our area. And I mean, that's one thing that we talk about probably quite a bit whenever we're walking into a home. I know that's one of the first, one of the first places I tend to go first is Absolutely. let's go take a look at the foundation. Absolutely. But I think I have found that a lot of people are afraid of certain foundation issues that are actually pretty damn normal where we yep. live. And if addressed properly, aren't as big of a deal, like yeah. hairline cracks that are you know, vertical in nature coming off of windows, for example, that's another one that's pretty common, pretty dang common. Yeah. But in though, in that situation, like the flooring has no structural value, right? So it's, it's your retaining walls you're talking about that are the, yeah. big, were they stone cement? Like I what were they? I don't remember. I don't know. I've been through so many basements since then. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I don't know. But I will say, I will say to, to your point, and something that I think we need to talk about more as agents is cracks, especially in Missouri and Kansas, cracks and foundations are normal. Hairline cracks, normal. It sucks if they're not taken care of, like you said, it, it can destroy your home. But the, the, main, the main thing that people forget is these cracks happen for one reason, typically one reason and one reason. Well, I guess it's one of two reasons. The first reason is normal settlement that you really can't do a whole lot about. The second reason and the biggest reason and the easiest thing to fix, water. Water. Yep. Clean out your Grading stupid gutters. Yes. Gutters. Yep. Clean out your gutters. Make sure you have really good grading and something that you mentioned earlier, water your foundation. When it's hot yep. out, people are like, water your foundation. Yes, water your stupid foundation. <laughs> I had a guy, an investor here from California, and he was wrapping up his rehab and he was like, I don't understand why 
like the the ground the grating is pulling away from the house and it's leaving this big gap and then we get these torrential downpour and then I have water in the basement I'm like you have to water yeah. your foundation all year round and he's yeah. like water the foundation I'm like yes yeah you got it not a lot you just kind of sprinkle it because yeah. the more that that ground that grating expands and contracts and expands and contracts it actually creates holes in the foundation that just lets more water in so yeah yeah it's one of those things we tell people it's like not a big deal just water your foundation yeah and it sounds really stupid and honestly since I have so many out-of-state people I have consistently I I feel like I'm just like a foundation education person when I'm showing houses to out-of-state people because they either don't have foundations they don't have rain if they have foundations they just don't have foundation issues at all where from. We just live in a climate where that just is something that takes place. And so because of that, I feel like I'm consistently educating people on, you know, this is what happens when it rains. Make sure you clean out your gutters. It's the dumbest thing in the world to think about not having to clean out your gutters. Because my ex-boyfriend in LA didn't even have gutters. He's like, yep. what do you do with gutters? Pretty common like, places that don't get a lot of rain. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You just don't even think about it. So that's something that I wish more people would, I don't know, education is so important with that. I have a husband who I've had to ram it down his throat. I am talking down his throat about understanding (laughs) the importance of cleaning out gutters. Mm -hmm. And like, he's finally starting to understand, oh, this is why we do this. And when we see the water pouring over the gutter in a torrential downpour, that can also be because there's, yeah, but that also can be because there's so much water, but at the end of the day, that is more than likely because the gutters didn't get cleaned out. So I know it seems like such a boring topic, but girl, I could go on a soapbox for a year about clean out your stinking dang gutters because it will save you so much money. And make sure that your gutters are the right size for the pitch of your roof. Like have a roofer come by, make sure that your gutters are the right size. Because if you have a really steep pitch roof, you actually need wider gutters because that water is coming down so fast, right? Yeah. So there's definitely some science to it but at the same time like just get somebody out to take a look at it yeah it's it's not that hard cost anything and gutters are really Mm -hmm. not that expensive they they really aren't Mm -hmm. that bad so and they'll save you thousands thousands and thousands of dollars thousands and thousands of dollars for real for reals okay we've got to talk a little bit about some off the record stuff okay are you ready for it Uh uh-huh okay do it what the hell did you do to your little your digits what happened what happened to your digits? My peace signs. <laughs> 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 Can I just Looks tell like you right eyeballs. now? I know. Well, there's blood in there. I don't want to show you. It's dried blood, but there's blood. It actually, when we changed it yesterday, blood had more blood had happened. So someone had told me after I did this, she responded to one of my Snapchats and she's like, the throbbing, the throbbing will get you. And she was not kidding. You'll see me after my painkiller wears off. I'm like sitting like this. And it's because, you know. Like, Above my heart, it stops throbbing. Once I bring it down here, it's like, boom, 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 boom. All right, so it was a night we were going to do our team Christmas party, and we were going to eat at like 7.30, 8 o'clock, so it's going to be pretty late. It was about 3. Kenny was going to come home after working all day, and I was like, I'm just going to cook him something really fast. So I had a 15-minute meal. It was a super quick one. I didn't have TV on. I didn't have radio. Nobody was texting me. Nobody was calling me. No distractions, nothing. Zero. Zero distractions. That's why I'm so mad, I'll be honest. So I was cutting green onions. So when you get a green onion, <laughs> those 
fucking onions. Green onions. So usually when you cut a green onion, you want to take that outer layer off, right? And that outer layer always kind of looks... It's all slimy. It kind of looks slimy. It's icky. It's gross. It's dirty. It's where all the dirt... Well, this one, the outer layer, for the first time in six years of getting HelloFresh, the outer layer looked really, really good. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave it on there. So I took it off of one. I left it on the other. And I just went to town. And when I tell you I went to town, I looked down... And there was my finger on the cutting board. And I was like, that's, that's not, oh, okay. Yeah, so I basically cut off about 35% of my nail all the way down. My fingerprint will be different uh, because I cut the entire side of my finger is gone. I think I cut down pretty far, but I'm not really sure. And then I cut off a portion of my middle finger and then a little portion of my nail over there. But that one will probably be fine, grow back fine. This one, I think, I don't think the finger will grow back correctly. And I know I'll have a different fingerprint. So when I sliced it, girl, I, and it was a clean cut, just right off. Nothing was attached, nothing stayed attached. It was both pieces were just sitting on the cutting board. So in that case, all blood flow severed. It's not usually when it's that far away from the heart, you can't um, reattach it. And so there was no reattaching it. There was no stitching it because you couldn't pull the skin. There, it, it's not an option. It's not, it's not a They thing. couldn't attach it? They couldn't attach it. They couldn't stitch it together. They, they didn't put glue on it. They cleaned it up and put a clotting cloth on and said, bye. And then they, guess what? Guess <laughs> They're what? like nurses. <laughs> guess what? I could have come unglued. You will not believe this. Guess what? what? They were going to make me leave the ER with no pain meds. Zero pain meds, zero. I was like, y'all are, no, I need pain meds. Like I'm, I didn't cut my finger off to get pain meds because I'm some sort of junkie. Right. You're like, you're like, this This was not on purpose. Yeah. This was not extreme measures (laughs) at all, at all. So anyways, they ended up giving me 24 hours, which was not very much, but I went to my PC and they gave me more. So it's helped me survive down here. So yeah, I cut off my finger. But interesting, second day of us being here. We always do a cooking class with Cook and Cabo. And that's easy. He's our, he's our man. I told him I was going to give him a little shout out on here. Cook and Cabo, if you ever come, he takes you to the markets. You buy produce, you buy meat, you go to his home and you cook in his commercial style kitchen. Sometimes if it's a bigger group, he'll take you to his restaurant, but it's absolutely phenomenal. It's the coolest experience ever. His kids are running through. We actually watched his kids grow up, which is pretty cool. Does he cook in your place or do you go to his? You go to his home. So it's like a cooking class. So he's got a commercial grade kitchen. You buy all the product, you go to his home, he makes margaritas and pico and guacamole. And this time we made cheese enchiladas. It was, it was spectacular. I mean, Mexican food is my favorite. You would absolutely die for this. If you're ever coming to Cabo, look up cook in Cabo and go and have a good day with easy. It's so much fun. So anyways, we go to this cooking class three days after I sliced my freaking finger off and I got PTSD. I don't even want to pick up a knife right now. Much less like, think about I don't cooking. Want anything to do with so I literally was just like an ornament. Just I'm just here for me one margarita because like, I'm on painkillers. I have I'm just gonna be the decoration. Yep. I'm on painkillers. I'm a little stoned, so I'll take one margarita, please. And that was it. That's all I had was one stupid margarita. But anyways, it was really cool though. And then after, oh, and then after. We go to this little bar that's on the marina in Cabo. It's called Sancho's. She's actually from Houston. So she's an American. She's a Dallas Cowboys fan. Ah, 
But <laughs> those bitches. We, no, right. We we love this bar. We've actually given a Chiefs flag to the bar, so they have it hanging on the bar. And we're sitting there, and these people are in their ugly Christmas sweaters. And so we're like, why is everybody? So I asked her. I was like, Margot, are you guys having your Sancho's Christmas party? And she's like, no, 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 no. They're doing actually the boat Christmas light parade in the marina. And I was like, can, can we get on a boat? She's like, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Why not? So we ended up on like this 65 foot yacht, Viking <laughs> yacht thing, like gigantic, it's a beautiful boat. three deck. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just a, a simple boat. Guy. The, the DJ, they flew the DJ in from freaking Chicago. All you can eat food, all you can drink. Like we just had, and all just a bunch of strangers, just a bunch of people that we don't know, just having a good time. And we, and, and so here was the cool part. We did the sunset part. We came back and then, um, <laughs> hold on. There are some small children like murdering themselves in the background. They're not going to stop. No, What's they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. They're just playing with each other. Moms have gotten involved <laughs> and it's just all a fucking disaster at this point. Okay. So we do the set set thing. We go out and then carnival has a big cruise line there. And so we end up doing a 26 boat circle laps around the carnival cruise ship. And that was our parade essentially. So oh, it was really it. cool. It was, and, and like we left seven minutes before, or we got our tickets seven minutes before they were leaving. So like, we just randomly said, okay, can we join? Them? And they were like, sure, go ahead. Yeah. Did yeah, anybody yeah, add some exactly. salsa dancing? Has there been a name like? Uh, no, Kenny got him to play like '90s rap, and it was jamming. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. So, anyways, that's my that's my stories for the week as far as off the record. Come to Cabo; it's so much fun. Go to Sancho's. Go to Cook in Cabo; it's a blast. We've had so that much fun so far. Amazing. The water crashing on the beach behind you is yeah. just. It's for oh, real. So relaxing. It's the, the kids screaming has been just delightful. <laughs> Hang on. Let me do that again. Let me do that again. The kids screaming has been just delightful. That's what delightful. I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's been amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Well, I was yeah. hoping that you were going to be able to like, you know, give us your meditation minute in Cabo. So maybe you'll need to like. I don't know, go down to the beach and just walk along and like take a video of your feet on the beach, you know, just walking along. So we have something, right? Okay. I have some video actually. It's pretty good. And now, a minute with Moxie. We now return to Hannah and Moxie.
something interesting. So you're you're kind of, you know, resetting yourself in Cabo, which is awesome, and I love that. I've never been. I desperately would love to go sometime. We're gonna make it happen this year, definitely, because <laughs> either there or the Dominican. Now I have really enjoyed the Dominican, so I might have to go. Cool. I don't know, one yeah. or the other, but but one of my kind of like off the record things right now is I'd gone to this mastermind that I have had on the books for a long time. Like it's a monthly mastermind and it's with this agent that I followed her career for a long time. We were at the same brokerage for a hot minute. We're now not at the same brokerage, but she just has this really interesting view on, I don't know, the business and life. And so she's got this, the leadership council is what it's called. And it's this mastermind of mostly like brokers, team leaders, people who've invested in are like really, really working through some leadership challenges. And so we're having this mastermind and she's talking about like, she has this word every year. So every year they, as a team, come up with their word for the year. And as she was talking about it and whatnot, and like I came back and we're kind of talking to my group about it. I'm like, it really kind of helped provide some perspective for me, like really thinking about setting a tone. Like I'm all about goals. I'm all about numbers. I've got spreadsheets for days, like calculating probabilities and all this stuff. Right. And she's kind of like a little bit more in tune with like the natural world, I guess I should say. But after I came back and I'm talking to my group about it, we came up with our word for the year, which is abundance. And like thinking about how you create abundance. Oh my God, this child needs to be whacked. It's not going to stop. It's so entertaining. She's over here, like, just being the world's largest brat. Is mom, like, ready to pull her hair out? Dad is. Dad's ready. He's like, I'm, this is it. We're going up to the room. You're taking a fucking nap. It's an infinity, it's an infinity pool. And he is thinking, like, to infinity and beyond. (laughs) He's, like, launching her into, okay. Okay, abundance. Your, Your word is abundance. Yes. So we were talking through abundance and, like, what that means, and it actually really kind of helped me reset some of my expectations. You know, I've been involved with some committees, involved with some boards, and I'm really kind of thinking about how I approach getting reengaged in the community, because it's one thing that since Jeremy passed away two years ago, yesterday, not been a great week. Yeah, it was two years ago yesterday. I've really been thinking about the things that I'm really passionate about, houselessness, LGBTQ plus initiatives, financial literacy, and like disabled individuals, like really trying to find some boards and some committees to like really get on and engage the community in this world of abundance, right? And talking about all these really important topics. And so that's my off the record this week is really kind of been focusing on how I'm re-engaging with the community. And that's awesome. Oh, I'm kind of excited about it. It's been a while. That'll be a really good launch for 2024, I'm sure. Okay, left field listing. Let's take a peek. All right, so I wanted to look at this guy. This is the Flintstones meets Jurassic Park house. <laughs> what is happening? Get ready for it? What okay. is going on? Look at this flat roof in the middle of nowhere. Like, it's kind of like in the... Can you see it okay? Do you want me to zoom in? Yeah, no, I can see it fine. There we go. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Okay, flat roof, lots of windows. What the fuck is this shit? Oh, We're yeah. literally in the Flintstones. Jurassic Park. Yeah. Is that is that a plant? <laughs> there are so many of them. Wait, are look at this. Are there plants inside? There are live planted. 
Those suckers are planted. Yeah. Oh, so this is purposeful. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, How much is this house listed for? This one is in, where was it? It's in Wisconsin. 1.45 million. Wow. Perfectly. Oh, this oh, yeah. is my favorite. These, these kids are getting closer. Perfectly tailored for an outdoor enthusiast who may want to live with palm trees and an indoor pond. So this is purposeful. Okay. This is okay. intentional. Yeah. Check this out. It gets yeah. so much better. Look. <laughs> this is crazy. Look at this huge pond. What do you think happens there? Do you think they cook people in there? Like that's a human pizza yeah. oven? All the fun things. <laughs> Jana, they're now about three and a half feet away from me. Okay. I told you mom got involved and it's all gone downhill from there. Because <laughs> now I they can go to the it. deep end, which is where I am. Oh, Lordy. And Good now times. she's going to teach her how to swim. <gasps> Look. Van Gogh. Hey, I'm just glad we made it as far as we did, okay? I'm going to go back to the freezing cold fucking Midwest while you go enjoy your teenies, your drinks, and your poor digits. Yeah. Heck yeah. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Thank you yes. for uh, enjoying the wind. Here's the wind again. It's just here. It is what it is. Screaming children and all. You also get yes. the screaming children, the splashing, the waves. There's a wave. The 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 stupid animal never came out. What was it called? A gecko? A lizard? The iguana. I don't know what it is. The iguana. Yeah, he, there's one over the wall. You can almost see it. He's like chilling on the wall. But anyways, <laughs> this has been great. Thanks for hanging. Yes. Good Sorry times. for all the noise. I hope you guys so loved my background. And yes. we'll see you later. Later, Bye. Later. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We know you're probably potty watching or avoiding doing something domestic today, and we're glad you found us instead. If you've got a crazy real estate story to share, burning questions you want the real tea spilt on, or maybe you want to sponsor our little production, we want to hear from you. Shoot us an email so that we can collaborate. And until next time, guys, we'll be a hot mess, and uh, you keep doing you, boo boo. Make it a great day.